Hello, all my beautiful people. We are back for another great episode of If You Give a Dad a Podcast. So this week is going to be a little different. I have a two-part episode. One I hope to drop in the next hour. It's 11.21 at night on a Saturday. We did three hours worth of recording, and I've had to do a lot of editing with this. Plus, I've got family, so, you know, I've had to stop, take breaks, do things with my family and things like that. But, we talk about wrestling this week. So, we had a lot to say. You give three dads some microphones and a subject that they like and they can talk all night. (laughs) But, like I said, I'm going to break this down into two episodes. And this is episode one. I hope you guys like it, and if you're as ready as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey dad. I've got two of my buddies with me here today. We're going to talk about WrestleMania, since it is this weekend. I've got Robert with me here. Hello. And I've got Wade here with me. How's it going? So, uh, yeah, we're going to tell you about our favorite matches. Uh, We have a top five. We've all taken the time to kind of research this for the week and come up with our own favorites. So and, and to show you the generational gap, I have mine written on a notepad and they got notes on their phones. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's <laughs> thanks guys. Oh I so I from what I think you guys probably put a lot more time into your list. I did mine laying in bed the night that we I asked y'all if y'all wanted to do this. <laughs> So that was almost a week ago. Well, that, 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 you remember a lot more of the WrestleManias than I think than we do. You like I can I can say a match. You're like that was WrestleMania 16 because I remember blah blah. blah. And I'm like, sure, dude. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. I did have to look up the dates, but I did know a few <clears throat> just off the top. I mean, I knew matches that I liked. I just didn't know what WrestleMania they were in or right. So it was. You're, you're more of a fan of wrestling than I have been in the last 15 or so years. I'm what you call a nerdy fan. I nerd out at this stuff. Hardcore. I've even annoyed my wife many times on doing just that. She's like, you just focus. You hyper-focus on it. And when I get excited about it, I I can't help it. That's just the way I go. Right, yeah. I'm that way with certain things, but there's... I don't think there's been anything in wrestling since Stone Cold and The Rock left WWE that I'm just like, no. I'm hyper focused on the WWE or wrestling. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was excited when AEW launched, mm-hmm. but 
it was still one of those things where I think AEW launched what two years ago. Yeah. So I was forty, three kids. You know, it's just it's one of those things that it, it just wasn't important, right? To get hyper focused on because there it was going to impact my life in no way, yeah. shape or form, positive or negatively. So it was just, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, I kind of felt that way too. Um, maybe around. 2009 2010 when it came to like impact i was very excited about that but 2011 i had my son so you know we all know as parents um we're all three of us are dads so we all know that you don't really get to do that stuff as much as you want anymore once you have kids yeah so and if you do, you don't you you don't get to focus on it correct you can have it on in the background but you're not like Oh man, did you see that freaking like, kick up that John Michaels just did? And you're like, oh crap, the baby just threw up again. Mine's trying to watch a match while staying awake. Yeah, that too. You know? Yeah, you guys are still young. Wait till you hit that 36 mark and everything. You're like, oh, well, did, I'm there now. <laughs> did you guys not see the other day my wife posting the picture of me sitting there falling asleep just looking at my phone? I'm propped up Been there. Been asleep. There. Been there too. So, you know, yeah, it happens. So. Who wants to go first? Their list. Well, I'll let the youngest go first. Should we just go match by match. Oh, we can go uh, match by well, match. Well, mine are just in WrestleMania order. I didn't rank them as like my top favorite five. I just did okay. the, my favorite five. I didn't. Okay. You know, I don't have yeah, a number one favorite. Right. Same. Okay. Mine are kind of mine jump all throughout the years. So yeah. right. So mine do too. Um, we can all just we'll just kind of go around tell one each. Uh, so Wade, why don't you go first? Okay, I'll. Uh, this is one I actually watched recently. It was WrestleMania 19, and it was uh, the Undertaker at Big Show and A Train. Okay, originally yeah. it's supposed to be a tag team match with him and Nathan Jones. Right, but turned into the handicap match when Big Show and A Train attacked Nathan Jones. That's right. That was, a good one. was such a wasted opportunity with Nathan Jones too. He it was. was he just they did they didn't I guess they just didn't want to invest the time into him but he was he could have been something him and Matt Morgan both could have been something very big in the WWE yeah, they they definitely wasted him he had the move set he had he just needed that, he had the that, look yeah oh yeah the big old yeah the towering jacked yeah, yeah. Um, they just yeah they I just watched that one too and I was yeah. It's it, yeah, it's a good. That's my favorite part. <laughs> that's the best that part was of my it. favorite part of, the, my, of that match was the Limp Biscuit walkout. Cool. You know, well, ride uh, out because yeah. he was the American badass at that yeah. time. So that yeah, that's the part that everybody remembers is that. Oh, yeah. So oh, no no no, I remember. Well, I mean, I part of Undertaker, you know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. the biggest part that people remember is the walkout with right. Limp Biscuit, yeah. Nathan running out in Roundhouse and Big Show. That's a, that was an impressive <laughs> was, Roundhouse that too. Was. That was. For such a big dude, you know, and Big Show took And not so only that, well, well and oh. you, you can see, if you slow it down, you can see the hesitation he had. He's like, i got to be at the right mm-hmm. spot to make this look real. Which and is just where they needed to fine-tune him. Yeah. Eliminate those, you know, those pauses in his right. in his acts, I guess, yeah. you know. <laughs> For each, each set. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think there was some backstage stuff, too, that I don't think he was very... Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't know if he was all there all the time too. I don't you know. Well, they kind of played on that angle, being you know. Yeah, but, I mean, ten years in an Australian yeah, prison true. kind of thing. He wasn't. That was why I think they paired him with the Undertaker in a sense was because Undertaker's always been about that kind of there, not there. With yeah, Kane and you know, taking those kind of approaches to teams. That's and, true. I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. 
But I agree, they they did waste a huge opportunity with him. With both him and Matt Morgan. Because oh, yeah. it was around the same time they debuted Matt Morgan too. Yeah. And they didn't he didn't last long there Matt either. Morgan didn't have very many memorable I, I don't think he was I don't I don't think he was ever in a WrestleMania. I think at most he was in like a Survivor Series, maybe. Yeah. The he most there for long. The most I remember of Matt Morgan was when he was the blueprint in TNA. Yeah. That's I, I mean, I don't even remember and a single match. Even TNA match. didn't really even use him right. <laughs> they did to a point, but they, yeah. they didn't use all of his they, talents. They could have went further with him. Oh yeah. Um they relied heavily on certain ones and didn't expand anymore, which well, is a problem a lot. And that's what WWE and A and W are both failing at right now. Yeah. So Alright, so do you want to go with your Sure. Well, let's just uh let's keep this uh Undertaker thing Undertaker theme rolling here and uh <laughs> so, so this was a match I didn't even really know existed. I mean I've seen I, I bought the WrestleMania package back when it came in that big DVD set and all that stuff like that. Box, yeah. And I watched them all. Probably slipped through a few of them because I just had my daughter, my first, my oldest daughter. Uh-huh. Um, WrestleMania 12, Diesel versus The Undertaker. <laughs> when I started, because you know, preparing for this, I started watching some of the WrestleManias that I hadn't, I wasn't too familiar with. And I heard Diesel versus Undertaker, and I'm like, oh, it's just gonna be a big man match. It's just gonna be, you know, some high spots and boom, boom, pin. No, it was an actual wrestling match. There was actually a lot of psychology in it. There was some, some good moves. It wasn't just two big guys just going to war. It was actually a wrestling match, and I was really impressed with it. So, yeah, that one Yeah, that one had, that one had to make the list. I, I kind of remember that one. I, I got it wrong because I remember you talked to me about that one. I was like, was that WrestleMania 9? But it was, you said it was 12. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, I remember that because it's not, you, you think there's just going to be like the, oh, I'm bigger than you. No, I'm bigger than you. Yeah. Who's going to body slam? Who's going to who's gonna body slam who first? Well, and, you know, I was expecting, you know, a typical WWF, WWE big man match. Right. Yeah. You know, we've all, we, we know what we're talking about. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're all yeah. there. But I feel like the Undertaker just defied all that, though. He did. For such a big man, and he had those high spots. Oh, yeah. His old school, his... Right. Off, his Jumping over the top rope yeah, the, and all that yeah. stuff like Suicide that. Side dives and yeah. just absurd for such a big guy. And so many problems. Right. You know, his hips and... I mean, some, most of his better matches is when he was in the most pain, I, I think. That's what he said. Yeah. You know, with, yeah. With that uh, Joe Rogan, when he went on there, you know... Since he broke kayfabe, he's really right. went in depth about all his injuries and man. Right. Just, yeah, I just can't. Just a whole other level of respect. Put him and Mick Foley together, you could just build a whole new human, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I remember hearing at one point that he was wrestling uh, like they did a tour overseas and Undertaker was wrestling with broken ribs. Mm-hmm. You know, he just. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he, no. he just tape him up and go out there yeah. and do the show. Well, that's why yeah. he's Vince's goal. Well, not only that, but that's how old school wrestling was. Right. right. It was, you know, you, you finish, you know, that's how the territory days were. Mm-hmm. They had a set storyline that they wanted to go through. Yep. And once that storyline was gone, okay, go heal up. Right. Right. You know, and that's that's how they, you know, and then they just moved to the next right. territory or whatever and created a new storyline. Well, yeah. So, also, and that's how he was. Yeah. And that's also when they weren't making a hundred grand for a pay-per-view appearance. This you is true. You to get to that next yeah. town if you wanted to eat in the next town. Exactly. You know what I mean? So... And I think that that's uh, something you see a lot in today's wrestling. Somebody gets hurt, and they say something immediately, which, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But, if you notice, they kind of fade off after that. 
Like they could be going hot, and the second they get injured, when they come back, they never get to that point again. And it well, it depends on who they were. Right. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, that's fair. If they were a I mean, it, boy, then yeah, because I mean, you look at Roman Reigns, and it's no fault of Roman Reigns. He can't do nothing about his leukemia, and you know, right. yeah, I'm glad he took that time away during COVID, right, to protect himself and right. his family. Mm-hmm. And but you know, everybody had kind of forgotten about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he that's you true. know he'd been shoved down our throats for years, and we were all kind of getting tired of it. And he's gone, and we're all like, okay, cool. And then we got Drew McIntyre as the champ, and then uh, stuff like that. And then Roman Reigns, Reigns come back, and he's head of the table. Just hot, yeah. And Red boom, hot. it just that was the head of the table thing. I think is probably one of the best storylines that Absolutely. WWE's had, especially for that family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they've needed something that caliber for a minute oh, yeah. now. Well, and he, he, I think the only way for him to even be relevant now was a heel turn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Him being oh, yeah. He needed that. Gonna kill him. Well, the thing was, is people hated him anyways. Right. So you might as well just turn exactly. Him. Yeah, every yeah. I mean, you had the, the the boy, you know, the young men that loved him, and the women that loved him. But wrestling fans that are you know eighteen to thirty five male, we're yeah. tired of him. Right. Yeah, we're exactly. tired of. Him. We don't want to hear. No, stop. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we kind of got off there on that. <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to happen a lot. It's going to happen a little I'm bit. I don't even know so. we're going to get through our top five here. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even got my first one yet out there. So mine's uh, going to be a little, some people might call it controversial because of the person who's in the match. But it's always been one of my favorite WrestleMania matches, and that was Triple H versus HBK versus Benoit at WrestleMania 20, uh, where Benoit won the heavyweight title for the first time. It was and the same night Eddie won. It was, yeah. No. And, no, Eddie, no, Eddie already, already well. Won. Eddie already was the champion from the previous win. No way out. He just had from a, no way out. That yeah, he had against Kurt Angle because that's, that's the match where he to untied his boot. Untied his boot because right. yeah, you know old he, school Eddie. Exactly. Lying, cheating, still. Yeah. That's right. But see, I, I like that one because it was HBK and Triple H just seething at each other. Right. They were so worried about each other, and here's this guy who's just as good, if not better, oh, yeah. than them comes in and just swoops it. Yeah. And he was always kind of that underdog mm-hmm. persona, you know, even though he was the, um, they called him the ravenous Wolverine, you know, yeah. uh, toothless aggression. Toothless <laughs> so, you know, he was always just that Wolverine type guy, but he was always looking. He, yeah, he was always a mid-card wrestler to right. a lot of promotions, and they even treated him like that up until that run. And then even after that run, he, he fell back down the rung, too. And he never really obtained that height again right? until, you know, what happened happened. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, a, that was a really good match. It really kind of upset me the way WWE did it, though, because it should have just been Benoit versus the champion. Yeah. But Vince was worried that Benoit wasn't going to be the draw yeah. that they wanted. And so they threw in the Shawn Michaels-Triple H rivalry from – the summer past, yeah, that had pretty that kind of died down, mm-hmm. and they they made it relevant again, and right. so they would be that triple threat match, right? And I mean, if you look back at a lot of the WrestleMania main events, Rey Mysterio, um, Daniel Bryan, yeah, they always you know oh, what, what, I don't know if it's going to be that draw. Let's throw that third person in there, Sean. Yeah, and so you're Sean. talking about WrestleMania 22 with um, uh, Rey Mysterio, 
because it was Orton, Angle, and Ray. It was going to be Ray and Angle. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, I don't know. Is it going to be a big enough draw? Let's throw Randy Orton in there at the the February pay-per-view. Yeah. They they do that so much, but I don't know. I'm always going to go for the underdog. Oh, yeah. You know, that's just, I don't know. I know that's what they want you to do in the end. Well, yeah. But I'm always going to go for the smaller guy. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So, uh, Waging, you got your next one there? So, this one is, I'm actually going to go with the honorable mention on this one because I think it's pretty funny. Okay. And it was, uh, which one was it? It was WrestleMania 28, and it was Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus. (laughs) (laughs) The quickest title change in history. Was it 11 seconds? 18 seconds. 18, okay. One bro kick. <laughs> I remember that one because I I bought the pay per view. Yeah. And I expected that match to be so big. Oh. It was over in 18. I think it was the and opening match. Too. It was the opening yeah. match. Yeah. And uh, just one kick. There. Yeah. And <laughs> they never really never nobody's ever really said what was behind that that close that you know after think, the after the Lesnar Goldberg squash match in the SummerSlam. Yeah. They kind of came out and said you know all that build. They yeah. just, and all that night, they just wanted to be done with it real quick. But we never really kind of find out, was Daniel Bryan injured? Was Sheamus injured? It makes me almost think, because Daniel Bryan always had to eat with the authority. He did. Even before his thing. But Vince loved him. He did. Even the, Vince, okay, so you got to separate Vince from Mr. McMahon. Yeah. Because the authority in McMahon's... It's completely different. Triple H and Vince love Daniel Bryan. He's their NXT guy. Yeah. yeah. So it just NXT it when it was a game show. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> let's let's not bring that up because I know you've got a volume of books to say about the Miz being in charge of Daniel Bryan as a trainer. Uh huh. And or Daniel Bryanson or whatever his name was at the time. And Bryan yeah, Daniel. Well, yeah, he was Daniel Bryan, but he, whenever he got kicked off of there because he was like, "Oh, vote me off." They said the whole thing, uh, well, you might not hear Daniel Bryan anymore, but maybe Brian Danielson. Yeah. It was like, ha, he said it. So that was kind of cool. But anyways, getting off subject. Yeah, yes. Talk about a guy who can get some organic following, though. Okay. Yeah. Didn't have to try. I mean, you know. It's because he's a, the ultimate underdog. Uh, and he, yeah. he's real. Talk about underdogs, yeah. Yeah. He's real. He doesn't, you know, no, the only, his, his heel turn, um, as the organic champion or whatever he was, it seemed so forced. Oh yeah, and it just it, it just never resonated. It seems what WWE does. They catch on to what's happening or why they're following certain suits are, and then shove it down your throat. Mm, yeah, and that's when it's we don't want you to tell us to like it. We just want to like right. it. Yeah, you know, that's why the whole whenever they were chanting for Reigns to win the Royal Rumble the year that Batista the won. Batista won. Oh. They should have let him win because we would have had a much different picture of him during that whole hate of Reigns era. Yeah, but they did it a year too late. Yeah, they yeah. they totally they they missed the boat on that one, and it was all because you know, by God, it's on the paper. It's staying on the paper. Right. Yeah, <laughs> even though I change a raw, they, just, they don't risk anything. Thirty now. minutes before I air it, right? Yeah, right. they just don't risk anything now. No, they don't. You know, they, I think now that they have competition, which I wouldn't say AEW's on WCW's scale of competition quite yet. Yeah, but I mean they've got the they've got the bankroll. They do. Yeah. The problem is yeah, I, is Tony Khan <laughs> is wanting to run everything, and he doesn't have a team of writers like WWE does, and it's yeah. just 
everything is just kind of feeling, I don't know, I've watched the last couple of AEW episodes, and they're just kind of like, where are we going with this? What's that? I don't see any progressions. Well, I think they need to bring more of the indie guys. We don't want another WWE. Right. You know, or even a And that's Impact. exactly what AEW yeah. has turned into yeah, is a all... is WWE 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't want that. I want to see new guys. Yeah. I want to see indie guys. That was yeah. one thing that whenever I first started watching, I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to see other people that I've never heard of before. That's exactly. You know, like, um, I had never heard of Hangman Page before mm-hmm. until AEW. And I was like, all right, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. Now, there were a few that I was kind of excited about, like um, uh, Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. I had seen stuff with him with Japan. Yeah. But it wasn't somebody who had been forced down my throat yeah. for years and years. So it was fresh. Right. But now all these guys, somebody walks out of the back. Oh, that's the guy that left WWE a few months ago. Yeah, right. ninety days ago. It's mm-hmm. almost expected now. So yeah, yeah. Released, you're like, oh, until he's released. Yeah, exactly. You know, but yeah. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Oh, you're good. This, <laughs> yeah. this is great. Gonna be the thing, so. We're gonna have a three-hour episode, y'all. <laughs> that's what I told. I told my wife. I was like. If I'm not home before you leave, you know, don't let the, don't leave the dogs out. So you won't be home before I leave. You're talking about wrestling, so you know. <laughs> um, so my second match would be Steamboat versus Macho Man at WrestleMania three. A classic. Yeah. Classic. Anything Ricky Steamboat was just great. Yeah. And see, I I don't know about you guys, but I didn't watch pay per views growing up. No. No. You know, the the closest no. I came to a, a pay per view was Clash of Champions uh-huh. on TBS yeah. on a Thursday night. Yeah. Um. So I didn't, you know, I didn't get to see those magical moments and all that stuff like that because you know my dad introduced me to wrestling when I was young. And we right. used to watch the Saturday morning WCW. That was back when it was the NWA, right? Before Ted Turner bought it out, right? And it was, you know, it was that one hour program mm-hmm. on TBS in the mornings, and that's you know that would be my wrestling for the week. Yeah, yeah. and so. You know, like I said, I bought that box set and I'm watching through them, and I'd never seen Macho Man versus uh, Steamboat, and I always loved Ricky growing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was one of my favorite just because of his entrances and his. He, he just, he always seemed like such a real person, mm-hmm. and watching that match before Macho Man was Macho Man, right? He was like the Macho King at that time or something like that, and it was, it was just a really, it was like wow, right? he used to be able to really wrestle. That's that's awesome. You want this just a voice? Uh, cool. All right. So, yeah, that one had to make the top five. Yeah, uh, you actually uh, took one of mine. So I, I'm sure that's going to happen. Oh yeah. You know, uh, but there's pictures of me as a kid because you know he used to do those little kung fu things with his hands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky did. And there's pictures of me that my mom has of me doing that because I thought he was just the coolest thing yeah. ever with the dragon that he would wear. The dragon all, wings and yeah. everything he'd come out with, yeah. It was awesome. Uh, I watched a lot of older wrestling because of... My, my uncle's actually the one who got me into wrestling. He was... Most of them were grown up and everything, but um, I actually remember my youngest uncle on my mom's side. I remember him graduating high school. Uh, my mom comes from a family of 10 kids, so yeah. I hung out with him a lot. He's the one who got me into sweet tea, and he's the one who got me into wrestling. So he introduced me to it, and yeah, I, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was one of the coolest guys I ever yeah. saw. I, I just loved watching him. So since you already took one of mine, I will well, go... You did say you had four honorable mentions. I do have uh, honorable mentions, so let's go ahead and do one of my honorable mentions here. Uh, I'm going to do... 
let's see. I actually have the Eddie and Angle uh, from WrestleMania 20 on here as an honorable mention. Okay. That uh, was a good match with a terrible finish. I mean, the finish, made, finish. the finish made sense considering the storyline at the time. But based on how the match was going, I was hoping for, you know, not the roll up of death. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, Eddie cheated to win. He lied, cheated, and still. You know, that was his yeah. theme song rolling out. Right. You know, you lied, you cheated, still. But still, I mean, watching Eddie come up in WCW and then made that transition to WWE, he was such a good wrestler. He brought a lot of fire. And it just, it, it killed me how WWE just kind of, Oh, light cheat steel. Okay, you're gonna do that for every match, and it's like, let yeah. the man win a clean match. Yeah, yeah, I, I I can see that, but I just still it was when Kurt Angle was at the peak of being a heel. Yeah, and he was a great heel, and uh, I just loved that, just getting out of it, man, sticking it to, uh, to Angle again. So I that's my honor, one of my honorable mentions. Like I said, I I have four, so. You got plenty of backups then. Exactly. So, uh, what do we have next? Probably one of my favorite matches, mainly because of the uh, story building up to it, was at WrestleMania 22, and it was Edge versus Mick Foley in a hardcore match. Yeah. And that was. Yeah, I just watched that one too. I I had forgot that one. Yeah. It had been so separated for so long that type of hardcore you didn't see that since the attitude era yeah i had forgotten that one actually took place at wrestlemania until i started watching them again and i mean i actually had to go back and watch the story was just the the pay-per-views and the the raws before that just to see the build-up because it was just great yeah like broke him and then yeah his cactus jack come back (laughs) you can't beat it you know what i mean and then edge is just such a good heel he's so good on mike right his promo skills are oh yeah, I wish you know, he had never had to retire yeah. because of that fusion. But well, man, his comeback at Royal Rumble that was emotional. Yeah, that was yeah. emotional. I, I popped really hard whenever see. he, whenever his music hit, I was freaking so out. There's yeah. no spoilers. You didn't see. Anything. Well, I didn't. I didn't. Randy Orton had kind of been teased. So okay, the build up to Edge's comeback, that whole thing with Randy Orton going, being in Orlando. Yeah, and meeting with yeah. AEW, he was down there because Edge was meeting with AEW, and the rumor was that Vince or somebody in the head office had sent Randy down there to be like, "Hey, they need to talk to you up there before you do okay. anything down here." Run that's 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 what the rumor was. Yeah. Okay. Um, so either way. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Edge appearing in W in AEW, it would have just been like. He, he's a WWE guy. Yeah, oh yeah, you, you couldn't see him. No, 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 no. I'd be like seeing John Cena show up at AEW. You'd be like, I mean, no. Talk about a guy who can freaking adapt. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. He's been just adapting every yeah. generation, every era. Yeah, era. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he made the, he made that that transition from that brood into the Edge Christian phase. Honestly, just poof. You know, yeah. and you could all and. You know, and you can compare it, Edge and Christian. Edge just kind of had that arc yeah. from the beginning. And Christian was just kind of like, hmm, a little bit. Hmm. 
Which, so. which Christian, it was kind of sad because Christian was good on the mic and he was good in the ring. He just, yeah. nobody got behind him. And I, I, well, and I think that's a WWE thing. I don't, I don't I think agree. they wanted to push him. Right. right. Kind of like an Eddie and Chavo yeah. situation. Yeah. You know, Chavo was really good in the ring. I didn't think his mic skills were that good, but, no. you know, I don't think he would have been carried as far without the Los Guerreros and yeah. lie, cheat, and steal situation. <laughs> so was, uh, the, Chavo being, what was the name of the character that he had? The golfing guy. The golfing guy. Was it Mr. White? Was it Mr. It White? Erwin White? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Shorts. Yeah. The, the first Golf time he appeared on TV, I'm sitting there and I paused it and I'm like, <laughs> <"Who the hell?" laughs> why does Chavo look like he's a in a country club? He bleached his hair white. Yeah. <laughs> what, what the? What is? No. <laughs> that was. That was the worst. Okay, there's only one gimmick worse than that, and that's the Repo Man. Yeah. Well, I I raise you Repo Man and give you Shockmaster. (laughs) That was pretty You know what? That probably might have been a really good gimmick if they hadn't screwed up the entrance. (laughs) What about the pirate that they had in ECW? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, uh, Oh, Virgil. uh, uh, Virgil, yeah. Uh, Katie Virgil. um, Yeah. Yeah. Short stint in WWE. He was. SmackDown. Yeah. Very briefly. Well, and didn't they have like a weird thing where like his his sister was Katie Birchall, I know that. Yeah, yeah. And didn't they have like something where they were kind of insinuating yeah. that they were a, a thing? Weird. Yeah. A weird. Man, they did some weird, yeah, weird. Views, man. <laughs> well, I mean, if we want, if we're gonna go into weird stuff, uh, we Katie might... Vick. Yeah. Mm, uh, <laughs> no, well, it's not even no. Uh, yeah. Say, no. All right. Or the hand. Uh, or uh, May Young's hand. Don Marie and Wilson. Tori yeah. Wilson. And Al, Al oh, Wilson. yeah. Oh, I'm, t- I'm talking about stuff that never even made it to TV. <laughs> it's probably yeah. Um, that can be like a whole episode that oh, we yeah. can do right there. <laughs> so, uh, going back to the match that you picked, the one of the things that really stuck out to me was when he went for that first spear and he opens up his shirt and he's covered himself in yeah. the barbed wire. Oh, man. That was... Expect, like, no! Mick Foley is just, he could work with anybody. Yeah. And, and the, you know, this is a, I mean, YouTube was kind of a thing then. So you could kind of go back and see the death matches that they right. had with right. Terry Funk in Japan. Yeah. Insane. I mean, before that, you, you just kind of had to hope somebody had it videotaped on something. Right, right. right. And then that kind of opened up the whole, the whole world to scene, you know, after Mick Foley's book and he talks about all that stuff. And then, you know, the introduction to YouTube and people uploading mm-hmm. videos and, then you can go watch them, and nobody had ever seen, no. you know, nobody mainstream on wrestling, WCW, um, and WWE, WWF, had ever seen that kind of a violent match. No. Yeah. I mean, they had, you know, the thumbtacks in the mat, and, you know, right. look at the Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah. Triple H versus Cactus Jack. Uh-huh. Retirement match. Yeah. That that still didn't even come close to the violence that they had in that Edge versus no, right. Mick Foley match. Out. Well, and uh, there was an interview that Edge did, and he, Mick Foley told him, he said, you know what, I never had that WrestleMania moment until that match. Yeah. You gave me my WrestleMania yeah. moment. And for Edge to agree, I mean, when it comes to, you know, barbed wire vests and yeah. a flaming table and all the crazy they did. Right. Yeah. You're putting your career on life. Absolutely. If not your life. Absolutely. Right. Which I mean, I mean one one right. slip and attack and boom, you're you're a vegetable. Yeah. Yeah. And to, you know, 
And that's that just goes to show you how much people loved and trusted Mick Foley. That's exactly. What I was just and how much people respected him mm-hmm. right. and would, you know, help him along the way. I was just reading something earlier. Something about 25, 30 years ago, it was right around the time the he won, he was Mankind and he won the title, the fake title, or not the fake title, but they put it on him and then they took it away from him. Okay, yeah. You know, they, the ref had been a bad ref, whatever it was. Right. And they were just testing it to see if he, they, you know, the crowd would accept him as champion. And somebody, somehow he'd been voted man of the year for some, something, and they took it away from him because he hadn't accomplished anything, they felt. Yeah. Wow. And I don't think it was wrestling. I think it was just a, a sportsman's right. type thing. Well, Vince and he posted about it, and I was like, damn, that's that's kind of rude because, I mean, yeah, you hadn't accomplished anything in their eyes no. because they haven't seen what you did in Japan. Exactly. They, they hadn't seen how you elevated stuff. Right. I remember the first time I saw Mick Foley. They were doing a bit where Sting was getting these these gifts. And it was leading up to some big mystical overlord or something that turned out to be Ric Flair, which was the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> but one of the gifts was Mick Foley, who was Cactus Jack. Never seen before and I was just I'm sitting there watching him dive off the ring doing his elbow that he says he wish he had never started doing now. Um I'm like Crazy, yeah. Those are you know, this is before I knew what bumps and all this stuff. I, you know, this is the time when I was at that age where I was like, "Wow, this, ow, he's really killing him." You know, I thought this stuff was real, and I'm like, "This guy's gonna die," you know. And but he's also credited for being the person that ruined kayfabe for me. Okay, because I saw him as Cactus Jack. And I never really watched WWF. It wasn't, you know, we didn't have cable. And it wasn't until I finally got satellite when we moved out to the house. Um, I switched it over and I'm watching the, the one where he wins that title. That we're okay. talking about where Bischoff ruined it and all that stuff like that. Right. I'm like, wait a minute. Mankind is Cactus Jack? What the, what the hell's going on around here? <laughs> and then I talked to my dad. And my dad's like, oh yeah, that's just, you know, they play different characters. And I'm like, this, kinda, this yeah. sucks. Right. <laughs> That's like when he entered that rumble three times. You, you know that. Oh you know man, that was exhausted at the end. Boy, oh, yeah. I bet you. I bet you he did a game like Blessings. He turned off his phone. He, <laughs> he in the locker room passed out. Oh yeah. oh yeah, he came out as dude love. I think last, and you could just see it. Oh yeah, he was dragging to that ring. Oh yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right. So on me. Yeah, it's on you now. All right, we're gonna have to go with uh, HBK versus Undertaker, twenty five and twenty six. Okay. All right. Because, I mean, you just can't. There was more at stake at 26 yeah. because it was his retirement match. Right. And God bless Sean for actually sticking to it and retiring. And yeah. only, only coming back for that that Saudi Arabia match. Awful I, Saudi I, Arabia I, match. I wish he hadn't come back for. Um, but he carried that match. But, yeah, there's just there's just so much to say about it. You just can't. Right. You, there's the, the, Those matches are just... And I hear WrestleMania, I think about Shawn Michaels. Yeah. yeah. And for those two to be back-to-back. Yeah. And not only that, but the lead-up to him getting that second match where he screwed Undertaker at the Elimination Chamber by coming up out of the ring and super-kicking him. And, you know, Undertaker's like, no, you ain't got nothing I want. Yeah. 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 So, for the longest time. Yeah. That was a good story. Yeah, that was, that was one of the best WrestleMania lead-ins. In recent times. Yeah. Right. Right, for sure. Yeah, I actually have that one, uh, have the 25 <laughs> one as my number one pick. Um, yeah, it, and like we said before, 
Undertaker had some of his best matches whenever he was older and kind of in pain a lot. Yeah. And the dives that he did in that match, just the things... I think that's when he finally started breaking down was in those two matches. Yeah. yeah. Because they were doing such high spots. Right. Because he, you know, he'd never showed anything mm-hmm. up until that point. And then you could kind of start seeing right. his walks to the ring got a little slower. Right. His movements in the ring got a little clunkier. You right. know, not sloppy. Just, you know, he's he's trying to do the best he can, but it was never, it was never the same after right. WrestleMania 25. His body wasn't doing what his mind wanted right. it exactly. to do. Exactly. Yeah. Taker will always be probably one of my yeah. favorites just because of... Don't get old, folks. Are we going to get a dad grunt? Here. Oh. As long as my back stays in place. And Robert, this is the reason why we have ours on our phone, too. So <laughs> drop the stuff. <laughs> All right. Big old stone cold salute. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna since I'm gonna move on to my next one, and I'm gonna say WrestleMania 21, the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match, uh, the one where Edge won. Yeah, where he, uh, that's really I think where he, that's the first that's where time Edge I heard became them. Edge. Yes, yeah. that's where I heard them say for the first time the ultimate opportunity. Yes, yeah. you know he took that opportunity there and ran with it and had some of the best feuds ever with John Cena. You know, it was amazing what he was able to do with that. But the things that they were able to do in not just that match, but most of the Money in the Bank matches, you know, it just... Well, and that's why all the Money in the Bank matches made my honorable mention, because they're all... Back when it was a highlight of WrestleMania, Yes, those six, seven guys showed up, and they put everything into that match. They did. And in my opinion, they stole the show almost every one of those. Yeah. Especially, the one thing that comes to mind is the ladder that broke in half. And Kofi Kingston went in the middle of it and used it as stilts to try to get up there to the top. Or, um, was it Jeff Hardy? That dove through the ladder. Onto, was it Edge? No, I think it was Seamus. I think it was Seamus. Was it Seamus? It was, yeah. I know Seamus has gone through one of those ladders in a ladder match. Yeah, because he was out. He tore his scapula or something. Okay, and he was out for nine months after that. Yeah, he was. really. Yeah, I just know that it was crazy. And uh, you know, if it's got Jeff Hardy in it, you're, okay. he, there's a reason why they call him the human highlight reel. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he's always going to do something nuts, well, even when he really shouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> an underrated guy. Is uh, Sheldon Benjamin in those ladder matches? Yeah. Yes. Before Kofi, yeah, he was always yeah. just kind of a filler too. He yeah, was a man. It's just throw Sheldon the in athleticism there. Athleticism of that guy. Oh yeah. You know. Well, he and you got the first one to run up the ladder. Yeah. Right. Everybody, everybody's kind of like, what is he doing? What is he yeah, doing? And he, he runs up the ladder, right. jumped to the ladder, was up there, had his hand on it. Yeah. yeah. Or the what springboard was, from the he, ropes. Was he not the one that Edge speared off the ladder? This, this, no, I know when he I kn- that first bump when he set the ladder up and ran up it, he clotheslined somebody. And that was the first anybody's well, yeah. ever seen of that. I remember they had the one where he ran up it and the, there was like a group of people outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he springboarded yeah. off of it onto them. And yeah. he, he almost missed them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that was a good idea. They could shift because they, he was he almost ate it. Or the springboard from the ropes to Spider-Man land onto the... 
actual ladder. Yeah. That was cool too. He was he was pretty underrated. He, he was. Opinion. Oh yeah, he I was. He's a good cruiserweight, I think. Or intercontinental. He, he was a good mid card. Yeah. Intercontinental yeah. and U.S. is usually yeah, tag teams with yeah. the with Haas. Yeah, the, yeah what were the, they called? The world's greatest tag team. World's yeah. greatest tag team. That's yeah. it. Angle took them under their wing. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, that was. They were a good tag team. That was back when Angle was probably one of the best hills. Mm-hmm. He had some strange. What's that like? Two thousand two. Nah, two thousand before that. It was before. It was two thousand four. I think it was two thousand three. Was it? Because Angle, they came in. No, well, when when did Lesnar three? Oh, you're right. It was two thousand three. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it was it was in that lull period with Lesnar. Yeah, because it was Paul Heyman switched to from Big Show to go to Kurt Angle. Yeah, yeah. right. And then he right introduced, well, we've got to protect you from Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So here's the world's greatest tag yeah. team. Yeah, that's, that's he right. Yeah, he had yeah. torn his ACL or something. Like yeah, that. he was on crutches and all that stuff. Yeah. Did, wasn't he general manager for a while too? Yeah. Like in, in a wheelchair? Because Big Show choke slammed him off the. That's right. Catwalk. Yeah. Had him laying there, his leg all bent up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, but that, that would kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Kind of like, you know, when he almost killed Shane McMahon, throwing him through the WrestleMania logo. <laughs> God, talk about a botch, man. Ooh. Talk about it. Shane's a tough. Shane's a tough, a tough dude, guy, but man. you know Kurt could have really done us a favor and just finished the job just on that one. Snap. <laughs> Saved us from that awful Undertaker Shane McMahon Hell in a Cell match. I think he was a he was good, but like he, I think he took a lot of opportunities from different guys. Oh yeah, yeah. In those main card matches. Yeah, you know? yeah, I agree. Main events. Well, and that the his last run. It was just, you know, we're sitting there, we're waiting, who's going to face the Undertaker this year? Who's going to face him? And, you know, Shane had sold all his shares or did whatever yeah. and left WWE. We hadn't heard his name in 10 years. Yeah. yeah. 12, 15 years almost. And then his money hits, and we're like, what? Yeah. What? It was on Raw, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on Raw. I think you texted me because I wasn't watching, and you're like, dude. <laughs> yeah, because Vince was out there, and they were talking about WrestleMania, and then all of a sudden, you know, his music Shane hits, and it's like, well, I was like his. Uh, okay. His but, return at the most recent Royal Rumble was pretty disappointing. Yeah, let's see. Been in that there. that could be that could be another whole another episode on itself right, right there because that, that was just that was absurd. Yeah. There's no. He caught a lot of heat from that. He did. He did. That was. Uh, there's. Well, I mean, that's the reason why he ultimately ended up leaving again, wasn't it? Because he's not with the company anymore. Well, there's rumor. There's rumors in the dirt sheets that he's in. He's in Dallas this weekend, and they Good don't. God, know. please do not let him be uh, Rollins. Probably. That's that's oh. that's one of the rumors I read last night. Um, we'll go over that. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into that later. Yeah. WrestleMania this weekend. He probably is. All right. Do you want to go with your next one there, Wade? Yeah. Uh, let's see which one. So this one. Mainly, like the last one I said, because of the build-up is my favorite, and that was uh, WrestleMania 18 with Flair versus The Undertaker in a no-holds-barred match. That, yeah. See, I just watched that one, and as far as Undertaker matches go, that that's one should have happened about 10 years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The, in, the in-ring wasn't 10 out of 10, but yeah. it was the, the psychology. The psychology of the yeah. match was really good. Because Flair yeah. is just amazing. Oh yeah! Any put him anywhere, and he can do anything. And then, I've hated Flair for as long as I've this. But that's, that's the character. Yeah, that's the character he was. That's what they get. I mean, I remember you know Flair being the NWA champion with uh, Arn Anderson, Arn and Ole as the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, and then the Four Horsemen, and 
Woo! The style of your profile. Your your blood. It's like, dude, would you just shut up? Right. But, I mean, The Undertaker, he's just so good at making things feel personal. Yeah. You know, Tiger Tiger David and... Yeah. Um, Just... Yeah, I mean, yeah. man, he, uh, like, you know, like we were saying, he, you can't really think of WrestleMania yeah. without Undertaker or Sean. I remember growing up, my mom complaining about Ric Flair needing to retire. <laughs> that's how that's, old this dude is. That's when he was in his prime, too, yeah. and that's the bad part. Oh, yeah, she said he looked like an old piece of leather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, well, yeah, that's because yeah, he spent all his off time in a tanning bed. Yeah. yeah. I remember, God, he had that big bulge on his back for I don't know how many years. Oh, yeah. And then he, he got injured and, you know, was gone for a little while. He may have gone off to another promotion. Who knows? And he come back and he had his, you know, he had a scar there. And I was like, oh, thank God he doesn't have cancer. You know, I, you know, I never <laughs> wish the man any ill will. It's just like, would you just shut up? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He's yeah, like sure. uh, my, my, my oldest daughter, she hates the Miz. She cannot stand anything. If you mention the Miz, she will go off the handle. And the funniest thing is, is his daughter was born the day before her birthday. So I'm like, you and the Miz will always have her birthday. No! So, I mean, it's like, that's what he wants you to do. Yeah, he's a phenomenal right. you know. He could never be a face. No, no. He would. It, he's he's tried a, the face thing, and it's never really uh, worked. He just knows how to get under people's skin, under the crowd's skin. I just, I'd love it when he's just like, when my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. Oh, yeah. I, I want to use that he's with just, my kids. So good at oh, yeah. And, you know, MGF, MJF from AEW reminds me. Of Miz. Yeah. 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 The, I know they get compared to a lot. But MJF is a lot better wrestler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a better wrestler, but uh, Miz, I think, is a better talker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Well, he talked himself into a WrestleMania main event. I mean, come on. It's true. You've got to be a good talker to talk Vince into that. That's right. true. Right. Robert, that's your next one. And I, I know you've been waiting for me to uh, to mention this name, uh, but this was kind of before the whole era. Um, Stone Cold versus Bret Hart at 13. In a okay. submission match where, you know, Stone Cold never quit, yep. but Bret Hart got the win. Yeah. That and is. that kind of that kind of launched the Stone Cold era. Yeah. It did. That's, you know, and what a lot of people don't remember is the stunning Steve Austin era. Right. Yeah. You know, before the Ringmaster, which, if, and, and you know what? I've gone back and I've watched countless pay-per-views mm-hmm. on the network and then when they switched to Peacock. And you don't see very many of the ringmaster matches. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he wasn't the ringmaster for very long. No. But you would think there would be more matches out there. But there's not. And then he should, you know, get rid of the hair and, yep. you know, King of the Ring 96. Yeah. Austin 316. Austin 316 says, I'll whoop your ass. And off to the races we went. When he went to the brawler, he was so Well, and that was, the, the, the yeah. whole Bret Hart thing was one of his first Things at Stone Cold after the King of the Ring, and right. they got done with the Jake the Snake angle. Bret Hart was one of his first, you know, and that's and, I, yeah, yeah. And I think that helped propel that storyline to the heights that it got. And then you know you throw Vince in there afterwards, and well, the, the rest is the rest. I know it's said a bunch, but if there's no Stone Cold, there's no WWE anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. WCW Stone Cold and the Rock. Oh, for Stone sure. Cold, the Rock, Triple H. Well. DX. DX. Yes. Rescued. Yeah. Attitude oh, era. DX. Yeah. Era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. There's. Uh... 
But the raw, I mean, I mean, you look at the feuds he had with Triple H after the DX era. You look at the feuds he had with the Rock. I mean, those matches. You know, we we we've talked plenty about how we got so tired of Randy Orton versus John Cena and yeah. Edge versus Orton and all this stuff like that. Never got tired of seeing yeah. the Rock and Austin or the Rock and Triple H it because different. it was all yeah. every match was different. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah, that was top tier. But that's that's one of the most iconic WrestleMania images. Yeah, Stone Cold just face just covered in blood, just screaming in pain before he passes out. Well, the thing I always find funny about it is he wasn't really hey, too he, keen on it either. He was no, like, "It's no, going to be a no, stinker no. of a match." He's like, "I'm not a yeah. submission wrestler." Well, and that was also him and him and Brett Bell also got in trouble over that match. Okay, because Vince said no color, <laughs> and yeah. Brett was like. Look, man, if you want to throw some color, we'll throw some color. I'm, I'm right. I'll, I'll take the heat. What is he going to do to me? Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's what happened. Right. And you know, Vin, uh, Stone Cold talks about it in one of his books. How, yeah, they got reprimanded. They got yelled at when they got back. Yeah. You know, but it it made the match. It made the night. You don't have that's part of what makes that, like you said, that picture so iconic. It's the blood dripping down his face. It's like, yeah, it's even it's, in his it's teeth. In his teeth. Right. It's dripping down. It's on soaked his goatee. Yeah, you know, you're always gonna remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this is the last one on my list, and then everything else that I have is honorable mentions. But the one that made it for me was WrestleMania 21, uh, Cena versus JBL, because that is where Cena really Cena became Cena. Yes. Yeah. Whenever that's, that's he when... had that whole feud with JBL. That's where he got that never quit uh, persona yeah. that happened. Yeah, that, that that match, it didn't end the feud, but it was the nail in the coffin on that feud. It, well, it, 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 it was it the thing that started, really started the feud. Because if you think about it, before that, he didn't win the he didn't World win the Rumble. Rumble. No, he didn't win the Rumble that year. And we didn't know if Batista was going to try to face uh, him or Triple H. Yeah. So... Afterwards, that's when you find out, oh, well, Cena's coming after JBL for that championship. And JBL had been the longest reigning heavyweight champion in SmackDown history at that time. Yeah, because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesday nights. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Sorry, Paul. I had to steal that one. He had, what were their names? The Basham Brothers, I think. The Basham Brothers and Orlando Jordan. Orlando Jordan. Jillian Hall. Jillian Hall. And they were all there to kind of help him keep that. I mean, yeah, his cabinet. Well, and did you yeah. see the the match where he faced? Uh, it was No Way Out. Match? No, not, uh, uh, No Way Out uh, before WrestleMania, and show? that's the one with the Big Show, and they had the razor wire along the yeah. top of the cage. And the way he won was the Big Show bought or power slam, or choke slam, choke slam through, through the ring, and so technically his feet touched the ground first, so he won. You know, so it was everybody hated. The JBL character. Oh yeah, I mean it. it he so was well. so obnoxious. Going from Bradshaw to JBL, he did it very well. Well, and the bad part is, is that's his actual persona. That's 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 how, that's, he, that's how that's he really it, is. Yeah, that's and to find that out, it's kind of like, did I really like you when you were Black Shot? You know, with the APA or Black yeah. Bradshaw? I, yeah. I really like. And to find out you were that big of a, yeah, yeah, eh, you know. Yeah. 
It's Man, he played it well, though. He did. Well, that's because he wasn't acting. That's the best. <laughs> like with the Stone Cold. Be, you know, be, be yourself. and you know. What they say is the best character that you come up with is yourself and just turn it up. Turn and up that's what he did. Yeah. And yeah, But that was when Cena won that first championship and we knew he was going to put a spinner belt on it. And how long did they keep that spinner belt? Oh, damn. It was a spinner belt forever. Even, okay, so Miz locked it in the down position when he had it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cena got it back at that next WrestleMania. And they had that spinner belt. It was what? Because it was when The Rock became the champion again is whenever they changed it to the... Yeah, because the, the other they one. had the, the unified titles, uh-huh. which was the World Heavyweight Championship and the old WWE title. Yep. And then after The Rock beat CM Punk at the Royal Rumble before they faced Cena that next year. They gave him the new they, title. They came up with the new title. Yep. After JBL blew the title up, of course. <laughs> I thought he did that with the U.S. title. With the spinner belt. The, spinner, yeah, the, the U.S. spinner belt. Yeah. 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 Well, and then remember when the Miz, or not the Miz, I'm sorry, when Edge had the spinner belt, he changed it where it said rated R. Yeah. And it had the mud flap girl on there and it yep. spin. That was the coolest version. That was cool. Yeah. But, I mean. Yeah, that belt that belt existed for way too long. Yeah. The spinner belt? The spinner belt. <laughs> I mean, it was cool, but it just, I mean, and this, the, the rapping gimmick and the bling bling gimmick yeah. faded. Yeah. yeah. The title should have. Changed. changed. With it. Yeah. Now I think they've changed it too much. They keep changing it. I don't like well, it. and I'm, I'm I'm really interested to see what happens after this this unified title match on Sunday night. Right. Yeah. What happens with the titles? Why title don't, titles. Whatever. Why don't they bring one back that looks like the old heavyweight championship? <sighs> That's what I want. That one was cool. That's my favorite title. My my thing is is I don't think they will because if you look at the AEW world title, yeah, it, it's similar. It's not as the the middle plate's not as broad, right? But it's similar to the old heavy so world heavyweight title, the old WCW yeah. title. Maybe they'll go to more of uh, the Attitude Era, uh, like the Winged so, Eagle. Yeah, well, the Winged Eagle was great. That was a cool belt. There was a picture posted online. They had a um, big mock-up title uh-huh. that had red thing under the WWE. Okay, it, just, it looks just like the current titles. Uh huh. But it had it the black background and all that stuff, and then it had a red, okay. kind of like, basically like a swoosh okay. under the WWE. Okay. And the other ones are the WWE title is just straight black, right? And then the Universal, Universal is blue, blue now. Yeah, it was red. When it, it was, was red, but it was on Raw. So they're gonna have the Galactic that's Championship. A, that's a hey, you know, <laughs> I mean, they haven't had a good. Um, Alien gimmick in a while. You know? <laughs> Bringing Chris Detlander, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Wade. Uh, well, I think this is my last one. I only had one honorable mention and I already okay. said that one. Um, this one is going to be Triple H versus Sting at WrestleMania 31. Okay. It was a great match, but I enjoyed it. It was a memorable match. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, it, it wasn't a very good wrestling match. Yeah. It was great for what it was, though. Yeah. It was fun. To see Sting yeah, yeah, it was on fun. a WrestleMania, yeah. WrestleMania yeah. ring was the draw. Right. Oh, yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. Sting finally there. Yeah, and then yeah. NWO yeah. backing up Sting and DX backing up. Yeah, and that was, everybody's like, well, who are they here? Who's the, who are they? Who's the, yeah. Who's the, who's the, who are they going to attack, you know? And it's like, 
Because you got Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall that were part of the Click with Triple H back in the day. Triple H and Sean, yeah. And then you know, so it's like, yeah. But where does Hogan really just lie? You never know, especially with Hogan. Yeah, yeah. So it was. They lie with himself. Yeah. So that was a. That was a cool match. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't much psychology. There wasn't. I mean, no, there was some wrestling. Basic. Yeah, very basic. I mean, it was just. It was what you expect to see from like a, re- a tryout wrestling match. Yeah. Now, um, granted, that match took place 15 years ago. Oh. That'd no. Insane. Uh, was Thirty. Uh, well, WrestleMania 15, 31. But yeah, 15. had it taken. Yeah, had it taken place. But see, I just don't think Sting would have fit the mold. I think that was why was he just opted. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know. He came too late. But well, and why. you got to well, and you also got to remember how Vince was with those WCW characters. I mean, he buried. He them. took yeah. He took all of them. And, the and, exception of Booker T and Benoit and Eddie. Yeah. Well, Benoit, well, ben, Benoit Eddie, Dean Malenko, yeah. Jericho, Jericho, and all those guys have jumped ship before. So you yeah. really can't. He didn't acquire them in the WCW by Booker T is really the main one that he did. Booker T, Diamond Dallas Page, um, Stasiak, Palumbo. You know, that's what yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he took all those WCW guys and Buff Bagwell. Yeah, had one match on WWE. One match was that when they made it when they were trying to have WCW on WWE. I think so. Yeah, uh, where it was. Yeah, and they did. The last hour was supposed to be WCW. Yeah. And so had, I mean, just imagine what he he you know would have done to Sting. Yeah. That's why that was their big guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was the he, he was the face. It, yeah. So to put him up against a Stone Cold, or it, it would have just been Sting. Yeah, in, it, in it, fans' it, eyes. Yeah, dream match. Oh. Sting versus, or even Sting, Sting versus a Prime Undertaker. St- yeah, oh, Sting. Yeah, yeah Sting. Oh yeah. Phenomenal. Oh definitely. That's been a match that I've wanted to see yeah. forever. But phenomenal. But I mean, so dream match. That's yeah. that's one of those we're gonna to to play on like WWE 2K22 or something. It's just <laughs> it's phenomenal. Now it's just it's it's just not gonna be awesome game. Is it really? Uh, yeah, I haven't got it yet. The last one I bought, I was very disappointed with. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, didn't you say you stayed up till like one or two in the morning? Just creating the character. Just creating the character. <laughs> oh man, I remember back. What was it? WCW Nitro on the old 64. Good game. I was nineteen. I was nineteen or twenty. And me and my ex-wife had just moved into our first like trailer, living off post. The first weekend, I had it. I think I stayed up all weekend freaking playing that character. <laughs> all weekend, man. And now it's like I play a video game for the They hadn't made a good one. I think the last one I played was uh, the SmackDown vs. Raws. Yeah. Or the good ones. Yeah. They, the two, when they went to 2K in the beginning, it was yeah. trash. Yeah. But this new one, it's, uh, I'd say it's worth buying for mm-hmm. sure. My favorite what SmackDown versus Raw, I think, is 2007. Yeah. 2007. Was that, that when they added ECW? I think so. I think when they added ECW is when it started going downhill. Yeah. That might... No. Lashley was on the cover, I think. Uh, no, okay, so 2007 had... Um, I think it had Cena on the cover. Okay. Um, uh, that might have been eight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, Good games, though. Oh, yeah. I love those. I still remember the old SmackDown and SmackDown 2 on the Smackdown, PlayStation. Just bring it. And yeah, whoosh. bring the paint. Yeah. yeah, you were talking about an evolution of video games. Oh, my wow. gosh. Yeah. We, we can have spent an ep- whole episode on that. <laughs> yeah. Here stuff. comes yeah. the paint. Yeah. yeah. Here comes the paint. Yeah. Brock. Yes. The next oh, big thing. I remember playing the first, uh, It was I think it was SmackDown Just Bring It. It was the first time they introduced Brock in the video game. 
I would just demolish everybody with his clothesline. Oh my God. He'd hulk up yep. his clothesline. One, two, three. Well, that's pretty much what he can do in real life. Too, yeah, so. I mean, he's, he's a he's, he's a monster. beast. Yeah, absolute monster. All right, and so my, for my last one, we got Triple H versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. Okay, for one, it opened the show. Yeah, and there was high stakes on the line. Yeah, Daniel Bryan had to win to get into that title match because he didn't win the Royal Rumble that year. Right. Um, and the only reason he was really there. Based on everything that was going on politically in the WWE, was because of us, right? The takeover, the take, the, the, the WWE. Well, I mean, the takeover. It was, yeah, definitely staged. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's not like there was three hundred fans in the crowd. We were just like, well, we're going to rush the ring, right? You know, nothing and nothing happens of that caliber in right. WWE event. It was because of fans like us that were like, come on, right? Twitter, right. Facebook. Right, YouTube. It was because of the fans that Daniel Bryan was in that match. Unfortunately, and it wasn't based on you know because Stephanie kept calling him a B plus player and all. You know, let's not talk about B pluses there, Stephanie. But <laughs> you know, he he's one of the best wrestlers they had since the likes of Benoit and Guerrero. Yeah. Right. Had passed away. Right. Um, and Kurt Angle had left. And was not able to be Kurt Angle anymore mm-hmm. um, after his neck in, neck injuries and his car wreck. And yeah, it's, uh, it's he was he was one of the best wrestlers that they had had in a long time. Not sports entertainers, not any of that crap yeah. Vince wants to call us. He was one of the yeah. best wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. You know, he could get in that match and he could throw the psychology any way that his opponent was going. Right. And he was kind of like a Mick Foley in the way that. He could make anybody look good. Yeah, absolutely. And he just sober style. Yeah, oh yeah. Go high flying, go submission, go brawl. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he's a. Uh, I haven't watched much of him in AEW. I, I haven't watched really any. His AEW character is a little more subdued. Is it? And I, I'm not sure. Could that be because of his neck injury? That's what I'm not. I'm not sure if it's just. I don't know. I, I don't know how they structure everything medically wise. Right, right. Between the two companies, you know, I don't want to speculate on that. Right. So I don't want to assume it has to do with you know the medical insurance or whatever. Mm. But he's not. I mean, he's still putting on good matches, but it's not the Daniel Bryan we, we right. grew to like right. in WWE. Right. Yeah. He's still putting on good matches with quality opponents, but it's not. Not to the same caliber. Not the the same intensity sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Seems to just run a gun. Right. You know, throttle. My wife actually likes watching uh, Total Bellas. So I've seen a few episodes of this. And I remember when he was out and not wrestling, he... He was so miserable. He was miserable, but at the same time, he was like trying to come up with ideas. Okay, I don't... Let me wrestle differently. What if I wrestled more this style than what I usually do? And I think that's what he's trying to do in AEW. And I think he's trying to find a foothold because he... I mean, you have so many good indies wrestlers. Yeah, I know we joked about earlier that it's becoming WWE 2.0. Right. Yeah. But if you look at their roster of people they could call up at any time, uh-huh. it's Brian Cage. Um, I wish Will Ospreay and, and Ricochet would both end up there because oh, those two have some good. phenomenal matches. Um, you look at Pinta, uh, Pinta El Miera, the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. Okay. You know, Pentagon from Lucha yeah, Underground. Exactly. And Phoenix. Yeah. 
those two, I mean, they're amazing, phenomenal. I love watching those two. And now that John Moxley, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but uh, the Revolution, Daniel Bryan had the match with John Moxley, mm-hmm. and after the match, William Regal showed up, right, and smacked them both in the head, and so now they're a tag team. Okay. Um, they still both had singles matches this week, but they're, they're a tag team. They're a tag okay. team now, and they're under the. It's the William Regal Fight Club or something like that. <laughs> I, I don't remember what it's called. It's got some name to it. AEW just doesn't have enough TV time for all the talent that they uh, possess. Yeah. And that's a terrible thing. Yeah. Right. And they really need to like create a YouTube channel, something. Run some house shows. Do they do house they shows? They do some Dark house patches, shows. They call it AEW Dark. AEW well, they Dark have AEW Dark, but that's still on. Yeah, that's on yeah. YouTube. And I mean, it's still, it's in the same arena. Yeah. And I think the house shows is what prevents more TV time. Right. But I mean, if they, there was talk of them, they, they purchased our, uh, ROH, Ring of Honor. Yes. But the question is, how much of their library did, were they able to purchase? Because yeah. if they, if they, I mean, me and you talked about this when we heard about it. Um, if they could stream just the Ring of Honor library, get it, get it with Peacock, get it with Amazon Prime, yeah. hell, even YouTube TV, maybe. Yeah. And just, boom. Instant money yeah. source right there. Yeah. Open that up. That would have, be- a two, have a two-hour YouTube show in between showing Ring of Honor. Yeah, because I mean, That'd I would be great. I would pay so much to see the early days of CM Punk and see what made him the wrestler he is. Yeah, because well, while he's not on this list, he did have some good WrestleMania he did. matches. Yes, he did. Yeah, he really did. But they were all of these overshadowed by the the, po- the politics going on in WWE that made them throw. There wasn't a good lead into a match, or to where yeah. the fallout of the match sucked. Yeah. Um. So yeah, CM Punk is definitely you know one of my favorite guys. So you had Daniel Bryan on your last one for uh, right. WrestleMania 30 hurts for me. Yeah, because of the Undertaker. You know, I if think- I, yeah, if if we, if we had known what was coming that night, I don't think we would have watched it together for one thing, and I don't right. think we would have had such high hopes for it. It it ruined Daniel Bryan winning the championship. For oh yeah, me because. I was still bummed out about what I had just seen happen with Taker. Right. Yeah. You know, that I couldn't get as excited as I would have had Taker won. Right. And the problem with that is, is I don't think there was a filler match. No. I think it went from Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, to I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Yeah, it was and, like the second to last show. And, Donna, the second to last and match. it was Orton, Batista, and Daniel Bryan. They, Orton and Batista never had good chemistry. They had some good spots on that match. They had some good I will spots. admit that because they did the RKO Batista bomb thing through yeah. the table, and that was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, I rewatched that, and I'm surprised Randy Orton didn't blow a disc <laughs> yeah. or have a serious issue because he landed right on that TV monitor. Somebody didn't clear the TV monitor out yeah. from under the, under the table, yeah. and when he landed, this oh, yeah. the corner of his back landed right on the corner of that. Yeah, it, I, it hurt me watching. Yeah. It. I, I, I guess I didn't. Maybe I didn't notice it the first time or whatever. Because I like we were still. I mean, we weren't into that match at all. Right. And I mean, when Daniel Bryan won, we were like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's what we wanted to happen. Here's the thing with Orton: when he gets near those announcer tables, bad things happen. Usually to him. Yeah. Uh, falling through the hole in yeah. in the table itself. You know. Oh, remember when he threw out his shoulder doing his pump up? Yeah. Yep. That was a classic moment, but uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I can see what you're saying, but see, this match kicked it off. It did, yeah. So I it kicked mean, off that WrestleMania, and yeah. it was just the the one or it was one of Triple H's last good matches. Yeah, yeah. And with the news of him retiring this close to WrestleMania, it's that that was sad to hear. It's um, yeah. I mean, everybody that I grew up with is pretty much gone. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it, it's sad that Triple H didn't make more on my list, right? But he just really never, I mean, his interest is about the best thing about his WrestleMania moments. Yeah, he never really had anything crazy. I mean, his, his you know, he never really had any really great matches. That's true. I mean, the only one I can really think of that maybe deserves an honorable mention is him versus Taker at 17, where the referee got knocked out and it became a no-holds-barred match there for a little while and they were up in the yeah. crowd and on the sca- camera scaffolding. Yeah. Well, in his Hell in a Cell with uh, Taker... Where Sean was guest referee, was that wrestling? 27, 28, that was, 28. That was a good match. Because they did 25, 26 with Sean. And 27, 27, 28, 28 was yeah, a taker. guest referee. That was a solid match. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, a that, was, that was a good match, but it wasn't. It just it, showed their age. Yeah. It showed the fatigue and, you right. know. Yeah. They're all carrying each other out of the ring at the yeah, end of the match. I mean, yeah. That was a cool moment. That was. Yeah, um, the end of that match was a good moment. That was but a feel-good moment, for sure. I do have him in one of my honorable mentions, though, um, and it's Triple H versus Batista at WrestleMania 21, because that's where Batista got his first heavyweight championship. Yes. I, I, <laughs> WrestleMania 21 is probably one of my favorite ones to watch. It's yeah. the one, it's uh, WrestleMania goes Hollywood, mm-hmm. and that's one of the first ones that I got to watch in its entirety. Yeah. And so one that one's very too. special for me. Batista, that is where we get, get to see. Okay, this is the animal. This, we can see what he just did to Triple yeah. H, you know, and he became the face of SmackDown yeah. for a long time yeah. because of that feud. I had a hard time I, getting behind Batista. I was, yeah, yeah, I've never been a fan of Batista. No, just I thought I didn't think he was that good. I yeah, he, there is a Brock too. Yeah, exactly. I was, yeah, I always thought it was a, a Brock Goldberg 2.0 yeah. okay. crossover. Right. I never, I mean, when he was with Evolution and he was teamed with Ric Flair, but, it's kind of like, you know, old yeller and, yeah. you know, where the red fern grows. Right, right. <laughs> it's just, it's not going to lead to anywhere good. Right. Um, I, I, I thought he's what SmackDown needed at the time because they didn't have anybody like him. Right. Yeah. Um, his, his feuds with Undertaker on SmackDown really helped carry SmackDown through that time. Yeah. Correct. Well, that was um, right when Cena left SmackDown, right? Right, that's when he went, went straight to Raw. Yeah. yeah. So you had, and, yep. and then you had, on SmackDown, you had Batista, Edge, um, Taker. Mysterio. Mysterio. Edge went to Raw, I thought. Because no, that's when he had his feud with it, Cena. Well, and remember I the, I think he kind of the live him. show with Lita? That was on Raw. That was on Raw. That was on Raw. That was after he cashed in his money in the bank, though. Which was WrestleMania 21, which yeah. is when Cena won. He cashed in at um, New Year's Revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, SmackDown was stacked. Yeah, for a good while. 2003, well, 2004. and it had to be. I they mean, had they better were... wrestling on there too. Yeah, well, it, was what, a, it was a better show. That was the Vince didn't like right. for a while. I think that's why he traded Cena to Raw, and because that's his flagship his flagship show. He didn't want his B show. Showing up raw, yeah, which it was. It was yeah. for long when Stephanie yeah. was GM and Eric Bischoff was running raw. That was great. TV. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's when they had. Uh, I remember some of the Survivor Series during that time where it was usually raw versus SmackDown. Most of the time, 
the SmackDown show overshadowed when it came to action. If you wanted to hear somebody talk, go to Raw. If you wanted to see a wrestling match, go watch SmackDown. Well, and if you remember, that's what killed WCW. Yeah, the was the talking, the concerts, yeah. the all that crap, and it was because Eric Bischoff lost control. Because uh, you know, and Hogan and all that. Well, and it wasn't it. even that. It was the it was the fact that they were hemorrhaging money. Um, Ted Turner had retired, resigned from his position, and they had somebody else in charge of Time Warner at the time, which yeah. owned WCW, and you know they were trying to make, hey, you need to show us, you need to give us some ratings, or we're going to start. Because they were paying out big money to Kevin Nash oh, and yeah. Hogan and well, Hall. They and freaking wrote their own contract. Yeah, basically. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they ran that. Oh, yeah. yeah. They ran it into the ground. They did. It was just, I mean, it's an insane clown posse. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the Nitro Girls, you didn't like that? <laughs> hey, let's, um, let's leave Stacey Keebler out of this. Well, actually, Stacey, I don't, was Stacey ever a Nitro Girl? I don't think she was an I don't, she was. I know Shawn Michaels married one. He did. He married the the hottest one. Uh Um, Well, no, I'll take that back because the brunette was the hot one. Sky. Um, But yeah. I don't even remember their names. (laughs) Uh, Trust me, I remember Sky. I've watched plenty of those videos. (laughs) Let's let's, let's move on, though. All right. I have two more of the honorable mentions. The next one I'm going to talk about is Hogan versus The Rock at 18. Icon versus Icon, yes. Yeah. Memorable moment, yes. Yeah. Terrible match. Yes. Was that the match where the ref slid rocket chair? Am I thinking the right one? I don't remember that. I don't know. The ref was like in on it. He uh, showed up on SmackDown or Raw the next night. And was like, I'd have to rewatch the match. Yeah, I'd have to rewatch that. I don't Because it's not that. one of my favorite matches. So no, I don't. I, I mean, that's like the Lesnar Goldberg match at WrestleMania. Well, I don't think they had many WrestleManias together, did they? There was only one. There was only one. It was WrestleMania it 18. WrestleMania. Yeah. It was yeah. WrestleMania 18 because it was spray painted. Yeah, the 18. X8. Mm-hmm. Was that. I think that was it. Because he was NWO in 18. Yeah, yeah it was because you had The Rock versus Hogan. It's, it was Hall versus Stone Cold versus uh, Scott Hall. Yep. And then, yeah. So, it, I mean, that one. That one's probably the one of the ones that I was most excited about at the time. Yep. And most disappointed about. The excitement is the reason why I put this on my honorable mentions. Is because it was like... The, cr- okay, the pops of the crowd. I mean, the yeah. crowd was going nuts for the oh, moment. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. then the match happened on there. Like, yeah. what did we just right. watch? Well, like, <laughs> this was... Had the same three moves his whole career. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hulk up, leg drop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Punch him in the face, yeah. point at him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and my last one on here, I don't know why I didn't just put this as my favorite one. I love this match. It makes me tear up when I watch it, and that's Flair versus HBK. That one was... At 24. Yeah, that, that, that one has a lot of sentiment about you. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. I love you, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, the cameraman could have not... Done that, and I'd have been fine. Um, <laughs> Why'd so they have to you, start cutting screw, onions? Screw you, Vince. Yeah. Um, that one, that one was... <laughs> I mean, you could have left that between those two. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's um, an intimate moment, for sure. But so. that one, just that... And the look on his face, he knew it was over. He yeah. was already crying. Right. Yeah. You know, I can't well, watch... Well, and not only that, but if you think about the build-up to it, when Ric Flair was talking, I want the HBK, I want the, the, the Mr. WrestleMania, I want the Showstopper. Right. And... Sean turns around, thinks about it for a second, and he goes, 
Well, you know what? You're old yeller. And at WrestleMania, I'm going to take old yeller out to the shed. And you can just see when when he gets slapped and all that stuff like that, and he has no reaction to it, and he turns around, you can just see the emotion on both of their faces. Right. That how much they didn't want to have that match. Right. Right. And then to actually watch the match, yes, it was a good match. Yeah. Had great psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Great moves. um, Great back and forth. Vintage Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he even did the over the rope. And exactly. Didn't fumble that time. I mean, like he'd been doing so many times before. He never got off the top rope. Oh, you know, you know uh, that poor man. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that one. That one, that one's up there with me, but it just, like you said, it's, it's one of those that you can't watch without getting a little nostalgia. Yeah. Nostalgia kicking yeah. you in the nuts. Yeah. I'm going so, to go with Sean. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm glad Sean's last match was with, was with uh, Taker. Yeah. Taker. Yeah, yeah. A couple years later. Right. Yeah. Um, but we had way too many retirement matches going on at WrestleMania. They're stacked together. Yeah. Right. Because um, it was supposed to be Triple H's final match at 28. Okay. And it was it's part of final match. Yeah. It was. Supposed to, and then he ended up coming back with the authority, and mm-hmm. so you know we just we had too many stacked there. Together. Well, and if you remember, was it the first Triple H Undertaker match, or was it the second one at WrestleMania that they called it uh, the last ride of the Outlaws or something like that? I don't. Where, they, they was like the end of an era, is what they. I think, that's, much, I think that's what they were calling the last one, the end of an era, because it was yeah. supposed to be Triple H's retirement. Right. Match. That's kind of what they made it feel like. Yeah. And then it wasn't. Yeah. Right. So. And well, my my last honorable mention is you know it, it pretty sad that these guys didn't make it into any other matches that are fifteen, but TLC two, WrestleMania oh, seventeen, yeah, it wasn't as good as the original TLC, right? Because it was something we'd that. never seen it before, right. right? For a WrestleMania match, it was awesome, yeah, it and was one of my and I'm pretty sure that. I can't remember which one it was where Edge speared Jeff Hardy off of that, but it I, was, I think it was that one. It was that one. The second one? It was the second one where that happened, yeah. That That is a shot that's just like... What a bump. Yeah. <laughs> well, feet you watch Jeff Hardy now, You all those bumps add up. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So. Uh, my thing was is I just look at Edge whenever he comes down. I'd hate to bend his knees at that time, at that point. Because that's how he lands. Is his knees hit first? Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, mm, I've got bad knees as it is. Yeah, he comes down so I'm just like, on, yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't oh, yeah. even imagine doing that. No, <laughs> no, no. not even. It's crazy. His neck went out. <laughs> yeah. We actually caught an elbow. I think it was. It was a. Uh... Well, it could have been worse. You know, you could have had some guys drop you on your head. Yeah. You know. Well, I think he's <laughs> end your you know end your career early. Yeah, he speared um, one of the three-minute warning guys. I think that's what had happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it caught makes sense elbow. that it comes from a spear. Yeah, it was outside the ring and uh, caught an elbow to right where his spinal cord meets the base of his skull. Yeah, and he had to have triple fusion. Yeah, just like Stone Cold did. But what's crazy is what made him return. I heard him in an interview. He crashed on his mountain bike and didn't break his neck. So he's like, I'm gonna return to wrestling. That was part of it. Just the second part yeah. of it was um, AEW was going to pay him big money to come back. Right. So Vince was like, 
all right, I don't care what we have to do, right. play this man to wrestle because he's coming back. Right, but the, I think the whole thing that brought him to wrestling was that crash, right? Which made him feel well. Like, oh, and, he, and he had also been doing some stem cell stuff, the same yeah, stuff yeah. Brian did. Yeah, Daniel Bryan did yeah. to try and and heal. The right. muscles around where the surgery had happened, because there's nothing you can do about the surgery no. itself. You can you can you can heal the muscles around, right? All that stuff to try and strengthen it. From what I understand, that surgery it cuts a lot of the muscle toning out of your neck. Yeah, and so that's what him and Daniel Bryan had done. It was stem cell stuff, and that's if you if you follow Brian Cage on, he tore his shoulder or something, and he was doing stem cell. Yeah, a lot of them too. are now. A lot yeah. Of that's like, uh, glad he didn't come back looking like Angle. Angle looks like a hunchback. Angle, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. I can't watch him now. Yeah, it and it's, it was it was hard to watch that Ronda Rousey Triple H. Yeah, yeah, he just he can't match the way it, he walks. He can't even stand up straight. Yeah. He's you know he just looks weak. He looks very yeah. weak. Yeah, and he was one. And of that's how. Yeah, and he right. yeah he's like he's like Undertaker. He doesn't want to be perceived as. No. Which, he wants to go out there and put on the best show he can. Which I think he should have never came back. No. He no. should have Not in a wrestling capacity. Yeah. Not in a wrestling capacity. He should have never got physical because no. I think that, I mean, it just didn't look good. And then he tried to come back as the El Conquistador guy, whatever. Remember? Uh, oh, yeah. And yeah. all gold, like Edge and Christian did oh, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. doing the flips and the wrestling. How many times has he done that Why already? do they always have to come back as a luchador? Why can't right. they come back as a Japanese wrestler? Right. I mean, come on now. <laughs> Japanese guys wear masks too. Come on. Quit being, quit being stereotypical. Well, I got one last honorable mention. Okay. And then, so this one is uh, WrestleMania 21, and that's The Undertaker versus Orton. Yeah. The Legend Killer match, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a good match. When he had Bob Orton, his dad. Yeah. His is. manager during it. And right. My main picks were because of the build-up. Yeah. That was, well, yeah. That was my, you know. That's what kind of makes a match. That's why the SummerSlam with Brock and um, Goldberg was such a letdown. Yeah. Because of the build up, <laughs> the the build up to that match, and me right. and Jared are just sitting there, and we're like, yeah, it's we, already over. We text each other, we're like, what the? Yeah, and as soon as I said it, I got one back, and I'm like, exactly. Taker and Orton, man, that build up. Yeah, was, yeah, I mean that was a good match. I like I'll, when, he, when he drove Taker through the stage and Eddie's low rider, and yeah, <laughs> I'll never that was because I was a kid. Well, I mean a teenager, you know, when I watched that, and that's. Or even in the match, you know, when he tried to do the choke slam and it turned into an RKO. Oh, yeah. He could get that RKO. Well, I tell you what, the, the, the best RKO is when Seth Rollins in 31 is going for the stomp. Oh, man. And Orton freaking turns around and... Oh, yeah. That, that's the that's the best one. Did you know I, I actually heard Rollins talk about that recently? And he said that they never hit it once. They practiced it for like a week and never could hit it. And then Orton on like right before they went out, he's like, "You know what? Screw it. We're doing this," and it just Perfect. hit perfectly. Yeah. The only one that rivals that is Evan Bourne's <laughs> shooting, shooting star, star press. press into the RKO. That was crazy. Yeah. That yeah. was gorgeous. And that was part one, folks. I hope that you enjoyed it, and I hope that you come back tomorrow for part two. We have a lot more to discuss. We still haven't even gotten into the card for this weekend for WrestleMania. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about some other things, too. Just come back and enjoy it. 
I appreciate everybody that I have here. If you have any comments or anything that you want to talk about, shoot me a line. I have my email address, which is giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. If uh, you want to come follow me, I'd love to have you for the ride. I hope you guys come back tomorrow. I love you all, and I hope you have a wonderful day. See you. If you enjoyed our show, come back next week. Or, you know, in this case, tomorrow. Come on, guys. You know you want to come back. Um, he's cut down. Well, there's another one. Damn it. Um, 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 yeah.